and thank you for the word she's prepared for today, for us, for now. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm Yomi, and it's an honor to be here. Thanks to the pastor um, to talk about prayer. I think a lot was already said with the puppet show. I think that was the sermon. We can close it here, really. <laughs> um, I was really, really blessed by that. Praise God. Um, we're just going to talk about prayer, and I'll do this. So... Um, I've titled this, Make Your Life a Prayer, but it's actually a scripture. First Thessalonians 5.17. Most of us know that as, you know, prayer without ceasing or prayer without stopping. But that's an interesting translation, the passion. It says, make your life a prayer. And that's really deep, isn't it? And um, we already heard from <laughs> the interstellar communications team. Prayer is simply communicating with God. And he um, says here in um, Jeremiah 29, actually that's verse 12 and 13, he says, Then you will call upon me and you will come and pray to me, and I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me, inquire for and require me as a vital necessity, and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So it's, I mean, that's just like a blanket statement God has said to us, and he means what he says. He has said, if we come and we seek him, we will find him. Proverbs 3.32, sorry, this is going to be scriptures and scriptures and more scriptures today. <laughs> Proverbs 3.32, amplified um, translation says, for the perverse are an abomination. They're extremely disgusting and detestable to the Lord but his confidential communion and secret counsel are with the uncompromisingly righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with him. That's really, really, really deep. These are the scriptures I, I read and I start shouting and screaming because it means when we talk about communicating with God, most of us are used to a set time, we want to pray now, but it's a lifestyle. It's just you listening to him, because it has to be two-way if it's communication. He speaks, we listen, we also speak. He listens, and we have that vital exchange. This is a similar scripture, Psalm 25, um, verse 14. It says, there is a private place reserved for the devoted lovers of Yahweh, where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. The secret of the Lord is with the just. When we talk about prayer, we can't, there's no getting away from words like intimacy, love, secrets, because that's what it is. That's not, it's, it's a deep, deep relationship. It's an exchange that breeds life. Amen? Amen. And then, um, I got more scriptures for you today. <laughs> so let's go right at the beginning of the Bible, the very first verse of the Bible. I love this translation from the message. First this, God created the heavens and earth. 
all you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke light and light appeared. God saw that light was good and separated light from dark. God named the light day. He named the dark night. It was evening. It was morning. Day one. Most of us are not used to reading Genesis 1 from that translation. But I mean, that just describes something that was really chaotic. And God didn't shy away from it. He went and spoke his word. It was a very bad situation. People have said a lot happened between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, but that's not my focus this morning. My focus is the fact that God spoke and started to rearrange things by his word. If we move on um, still further down that chapter, it says, God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature he created them male and female. God blessed them. Prosper, reproduce, fill earth, be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of earth. So this was God's plan for the human beings he had made, he gave them, put it, them in his own class. There's some other scriptures I've not put up here, but, you know, in Revelation 4.11, it says, You're worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power, for you've created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. One message translation says you created all things because you wanted to. God created us because he wanted to. We just didn't happen to be here because our parents wanted. It's because God wanted to. And it just only makes sense to get, you know, the blueprint from him. Why are we here? What exactly does he want us to do? And that was what he said in Genesis 1. We have similar scriptures. We have Psalm 100 verse 3 where he says, Know this, that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. Similar scripture, Isaiah 43 verse um, 21. He says, again, these people I have formed by myself. They will show forth my praise. Well, am I saying all this? God had his own plan when he made us human beings. And then um, the story changes here when we see, when we read Genesis chapter 3 from verse 8, it says, when they heard the sound of God strolling in the garden in the evening breeze, the man and his wife hid in the trees of the garden, hid from God, God called to the man, where are you? He said, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid. That's a really sad, sad story. So God came again into the bedroom for communion, for intimacy. Um, but this time he was disappointed. The man was already hiding, the man and the woman, because they'd done something wrong. What should make them excited for fellowship had not become a moment where they were really scared. Of course, they said they were naked because the glory had been taken off, and they were now seeing stuff they shouldn't be seeing, because whereas they had dominion over all the animals, including the snake, they had started chatting with the snake. 
where that ancient old snake, the devil, had um, deceived them. But praise the Lord, it doesn't end there. We can move on. Um, I say, how do we engage in prayer? The blood of Jesus, that's important. That's what covers us. That's what gives us a new day, new story. Right from that garden, God actually killed some animals and dressed them. There was shedding of blood right from the start. We read in our Bibles, it says, Jesus is the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. So the story changes. So we are restored as human beings, like we heard again from our puppet's presentation today. It's for everyone now. Prayer is for everyone. It's open for whoever will receive it. Um, so I say, um, it says, therefore, in Hebrews 10, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. This is how we approach to God these days since Jesus died and his um, reason again for us. If there's anybody here and you feel you've missed it, you feel you've heard all this stuff before, but you're not right with God. I think this is a moment, it's a good moment to just pause and say, Lord, I act like I know what I'm doing, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, I hand it over to you, your master, your boss, your Lord, Show me how to carry on from here. Take over. The emphasis is Lord, boss, master, Adonai. He's, he's our God. And then we will find our way back home in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. And if there's anyone who wants to talk more about that, I'm sure we've got our pastor and leaders here to chat further about that. And then again, I said the word of God. The scripture links to Genesis 1. Hebrews 11:3 it says by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible another translation amplified says by faith we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed fashioned put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. So if we back up to Genesis 1-1 or Genesis 1-1-3, we see again the arranging by faith in God's word. We begin to speak God's word. We frame situations. You can frame your world. I can frame my world by the word of God. doesn't matter what devastation is going on, earthquakes, dams bursting, just incredible devastation that leaves us like shell-shocked when we hear these things. We just tremble because could have been us in Libya, it could have been us in Morocco. And we have a responsibility to change things, to help, to make a difference. But we can't do it except by faith in God's word. It doesn't matter how we come to God and we say, go God, I'm broke, oh God, I'm sick. And that's just statements of fact. The only thing that would move God is his word. If you like, God's word is like spiritese or whatever language it is, or God is, 
That's his language. That's what he understands. You tell him so many facts, and he goes like, uh-oh, sorry. But if you've not brought his word before him, there's really nothing much he's going to do. His spirit, that's what he understands. The Bible tells us in Psalm 138, verse 2, it says, God has exalted his word above all his name. So I say we come in by the blood of Jesus. We come in by the word of God. Next one is by the Holy Spirit. Um, John 4, 23, 24 says the hour is coming, yeah? And now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, a similar scripture is in Romans 8, 26, verse 27. When it talks about the Holy Spirit making intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Again, these are words of the Spirit. Again, how would you know? There's so many types of prayers. There's so many problems. There's a whole Bible full of scriptures. You don't know which one is... Even when you go through it, you're like, is this the right one for now? The only person who leads you would be the Spirit of God. Yesterday in our family, we had our kids um, leading the devotion. And, you know, in their devotion, it was Exodus 20, I think, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother. And we're like, oh, good. Now you know. You know, it was so good that they were saying it. And we're like, yes, you need to obey us, God has put us. And then my husband goes and says, you know, this is not just for kids. We also need to honor God. He's our father. And then I remember a few years ago, 13 years ago, my mom, you know, just had sudden abdominal pain. And the next thing, it was a diagnosis of a rare form of cancer. And everybody was just praying and, you know, was really bothered about it. One of her friends who was a doctor was saying, oh, let's just do everything to make her comfortable. And we had all the scriptures, but I was praying and the Holy Spirit brought that scripture, the one in Ephesians, honor your father and your mother is the first commandment with a promise. You know, your days will be long in the land the Lord gives me. And I call her, I say, mom, you're going to leave. God says you honor your parents. You're going to live long in the land of the living. 13 years on, she's here. This week, in the next few hours, she's celebrating 60 years of her marriage to my dad. She's alive. She's in her 80s. She's well. She's cancer-free. But how would you ever think of honor your father and your mother with sickness and disease if the Holy Spirit doesn't wield that word? Amen. And then, of course, I talk about different ways of praying, you know, set times. It's always good to have a set time, whether it's in the mornings, whatever, afternoon. Some religions are very strict with this, but we should have set times. Even though you have an attitude of prayer all day, you should still have set times. When you pray, when you're alone, make time alone with family and friends at work. Bathrooms at work are very good places to pray. Midnight, midnight, literally at night, but also when it looks like your situations and circumstances are at midnight, literally, we call upon God, and he always comes through to us, for us, because he's a faithful God. So again today, God asks us, where are you? Like Adam, are we still hiding and saying, I heard your voice, and I hid, because we can't really hide. I think today, because of the blood of Jesus, we can go and commune with God and, and really, really say one thing we've desired. The one thing I want most from God is the privilege of meditating in his temple, which we've got. Amen? Living in his presence every day of my life, delighting in his incomparable perfections and glory. 
how awesome is that? So praise the Lord. Um, I'm sure we've all been blessed, and let's carry on in an attitude of prayer and trust that the Lord will keep leading us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.